When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and welcome to Memory Lane. I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Kerry Godleyman. Each week we'll be taking a trip down Memory Lane with our very special guest as they bring in four photos from their lives to talk about. To check out the photos we'll be having a natter with them about, they're on the episode image and you can also see them a little bit more clearly on our Instagram page. So have a little look at Memory Lane Podcast. Come on, we can all be nosy together. We were just talking about each other's Christmas and you said a really happy, joyful thing, your feelings about Christmas. What? Oh, yeah, that, it's over. Let's stop talking about it. What was the phrase you used? It, we did we, it. We've done it. It's done. <laughs> stop it. Stop talking about it. Every new person I see this new, how was your Christmas? Who cares? Who cares? It's just talking. I know, but what? Let's... I want to say... is just exposition. I, I almost should just go in and go, Christmas was great. But then anyway. what would you rather talk about? Well, absolutely anything. We'll offer something up. Well, does it have to be about Christmas? Can we talk about something like, how have you been generally in your life, Kerry? Tell me. That's too broad. That's no, what is the specificity not. of Christmas that is the appeal. We don't appeal. need the specificity. We just need like it's to all the, the all the usual chat. When mm-hmm. did you put your tree down? Did, are you drinking? What? Are you, did, did you, if you, did you do enjoy January? It's all that shit, isn't it? It's chat. Yeah, but it's... Do we have to have a, the annual uh, conversation that is... Like, does That's exactly, existence. You're describing existence. I am saying there are some conversations that now nearing the age of 50 that I don't need to ever have again. That's how was your conversation? How was your Christmas it, and when did you take your tree down? <laughs> Fuck off. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Come with something else. What? This is what I'm coming with. I'm coming with general chat. Here I am sitting at your kitchen table, yeah. listening to your dog eat dried yeah. food <laughs> and filling my filling the space with conversation. Just okay. gen- general conversation. That new year, was that good for you? How was that? <laughs> See? They're just little, they're, they're little oh, islands to put our brains. That's all chatting is. I know, but sometimes just talking about it, I mean... <laughs> Even the dog's like, the dog stop. It's like, well, I don't give a shit about your Christmas either, Brister. <laughs> Hello, the cat's here. Cat's here. Um, why does the cat is now? I don't know why phone. the cat's doing that. If you don't want him to do that, you I can know, just push I'm gonna him away. I know. Am I going to get a little snuggle from the cat? He, he can go. Can oh. I just say the best thing I bought this Christmas was that cat bed. That cat radiator. It's great, isn't bed. it? Oh, look at that. It's like a hammock. Let me describe it. It's a hammocky cat bed that hooks over the radiator. The cat loves, loves it. it. But wouldn't you love a hammock? That hangs over a radiator. Hangs over a radiator. Yeah. Yes, but oh my gosh, I've got a bottom in my face. <laughs> wow. Wow. The only way that you can end this is to just push him away. Right. Is that, are we now... Because he's... Um, he, he went in bum he's first. He's got boundary issues. <laughs> yeah, he, he really has. Because I, I... But that, that's a sign of trust, isn't it? When a cat yeah. forces his bum into your face. You're, he's, you're like wearing him like a sort of scarf. <laughs> He's a really odd. He's a really odd cat. He's very cuddly. Yeah, he is super cuddly. Um, I was looking at that cat's hammock. Mm. I don't have a cat, and I was thinking I might buy one. Just to get that cat hammock. 
I just think it looks good. Yeah, it really does. It's worth getting a cat just to get that cat. In hammock. fact, I'm going to start with the cat hammock yeah, and get then the think about first. the cat. And then maybe you'll attract a cat. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one will just turn up. Because I would like, I quite like a cat. They're easy. Yeah. You did have one. You've had cats, haven't I've you? Because you told yeah. that story about that weird one that you... He wasn't weird. He was so well, you strange. said it was very ill and you was... didn't pick up on it. Yes, there is that. We, in our defence, had two newborn babies. They did take up a lot of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, twins. And then your mum came around and went, that cat's dying. And then my mum said, I think that cat's dying. Yeah, mm. yeah. And she was right. And she was correct. But don't let that mm. put you off having no. a cat. And I don't want... Oh God, I don't want to have that out there that I neglect cats. It was... <laughs> People can get very funny. I... I had a bit in a show once where I playfully talked about not being that nice to Rupert and I got some feedback. Oh, did you? Mm. I mean, I was very nice to this cat. Fed it, cuddled it, just didn't know. Failed to n- notice it was dying. Noticed to see how ill he was. I just thought he's just likes lying down. And he's he can't old. be touched. And he doesn't like agony. being touched because he's in so much pain. <laughs> I mean, obviously, when you put it like that... <laughs> So I'm just echoing back what you said. I know. It's, I still Don't have guilt about that. Don't your kids pester for a pet? Well, you know, one of them, he wants a, he wants a dog. Right. He came into the bedroom uh, a few days ago and Googled cute dogs yeah. and then went, yeah, mum, so I would like this one oh. or this one. Are you going to? Absolutely not. And I said, <laughs> okay, well, why don't you show them to mummy? <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Very and good. so Chloe got to say no. Um, you see, yeah, we've only got a dog because Elsie campaigned hard for a dog. And what a dog. What a dog. What a charisma bomb. Oh, wow. when she walks into a room, da, da, boom, it's dog time. <laughs> when the dog barked, again, I, I was Shit, what's briefly that? surprised. It's my dog. It's your dog, yeah. Um, but when we made the decision to finally get the dog, because I was a bit like, no, we live in London, we're never going to get a dog. You can pester for a dog, but you're not going to get a dog. And then Ben, just out of the blue one day, went, you know, I've always wanted a dog. And I was like, oh, right. right. Well, you're a grown-up, so if you want a dog, you can have a dog. Okay. And it was like a real, you know, sometimes when you drink orange juice stood at the fridge and you're like, it's my house. I can do what I like. Yeah. He had one of those moments where he was like, I can get a dog. Oh, I right. can get a dog. I've never had one of those moments. Because he don't... wasn't allowed one as a kid. Yeah, but I mean, even if I wanted one, I'm not in charge. So I couldn't get one. But you are in charge. Oh, no. Babe, you are in charge. Uh, You're in charge of your life. Yeah, no. <laughs> you could get a dog. Uh, if you really wanted a dog. Wow, you don't know Chloe You've got well. a tattoo. Yeah. Right. Well, you made a decision. You followed it through. And now you've got a star but on your wrist. But that's on my body. Yeah, I know. But same with she the dog. She can't stop my body. Yeah, but, but she can't. She's in. If you said I want a dog, she would be like, "No, we're not having a dog." <laughs> wow. I'm campaigning hard for a cat, and she doesn't want one. No, we've got new sofas. Oh, look, come I don't want to make. Chloe, uh, look, it's really like because if Chloe listens to this, she she's going to be living with me. She's going to be like, "Why are you making me out to be some Harrison?" It's comedy, babe. It's comedy. It's what I'm going to say to her. <laughs> we're just. <laughs> but she makes a good point that at, we don't really have much of a garden. You know what our gardens like? Cats don't give a shit about gardens. Yeah, but what about a dog? Okay, dog maybe not. Cat doesn't care. And also, we like that cat barely moves out of that hammock. I think, all right, truthfully, if I really wanted a dog, I p- could probably get a dog, but maybe I don't really want a dog. Yeah, there we are. There is. There's a rub. That's you don't the want one. a dog. No, I don't want That's a dog. That's what I mean. Like, we were, no dog, no dog. Elsie, no, no dog, no dog. And then Ben went, I want a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all oh, right, well, let's get a dog then. Yeah, and how does Ben feel about? He loves the dog. Oh, he he walks the dog every day. It's kind of his dog. Oh, I know it's not your dog. <gasps> Who's that? Let's see if it's the dog. <laughs> what is this, by the way? 
Oh, is it, it a candle? It, it smells. <gasps> oh. This is the thing about Christmas time. So we got a lot of candles. A lot of candles. Mistletoe and wine. This is the woman who just said she doesn't like Christmas and now you're still singing Cliff and it's well into January. Do you know what? I think I start, I'm singing it because everybody hated that song so much that every time I sang it in the house, the kids would scream at me. Yeah, and it's a good one to it's, get It's reactions. an earworm now. Mm. Um, it is probably one of the worst Christmas songs known to humankind. I quite like it. Do it's you? just Cliff that's the problem. It's not the song. <laughs> <laughs> Children singing Christian rhyme. Oh yeah, no, there's problems. Come there. on. If you're, I don't know if you've noticed, but Christmas is quite Christian. It is a very good, but it, the whole thing is nuts. I can church up. I can church up. And the gifts on the tree. They're not on the tree. First. Yeah, you have the burning of the clocks down in Brighton. Have you ever attended that? No, because it's chaos. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's just too many people. And then the last, they, last time they kettled everybody into one part of the beach and then you oh. weren't allowed to... Uh, I think it used to be... I mean, I've never, I've never done it, but I think it used to be that people would go down and light these um, lanterns and then they'd fly up in the air. Yeah. And then I think it, for whatever reason, it got a bit like too many people. Oh, so they okay. tried to control it and then it just ended up people queuing to let off a lantern and uh, then it's like do you know what the magic's gone yeah yeah no i get that um, i'd rather watch it in a montage form on social media yeah sure give it to me as you would say bullet points <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i'm finding with many things now just give it to me in a montage form on social media i don't want <laughs> do you it know how much, i mean i used to like be really down on montages particularly in like sitcoms or montage in, of and i'm just like apple oh, phones oh, of the whole montage. montage thing here we go what a cliche but now i'm like yeah let's do everything in a montage <laughs> Yeah. I mean, let's do parenting in a montage. Yeah. I, I'm a better parent in a montage form than real time. Oh, my God. So am I. I mean, when I look at my phone and it montages my year, I'm like, God, I I'm have, smashing this. I'm smashing this whole parenting And thing. I've got a lovely jumper on. Yeah, look at what happened to that jumper? <laughs> Why didn't I keep that haircut? <laughs> Thank you very much for coming oh, all the way to my you. house to do this. Thanks so much for having We've me. We've never met. No. That's the thing. Uh, Have you, you've met, haven't well, you? You've together. Yeah, but we, Rob and I met um, in the summer because we both did Bridget, Bridget's show oh, um, at the Regent's one at Park Regent's Open Air Theatre, which Theater. was gorgeous, wasn't it? Yeah, amazing. It was so beautiful. And it was, we were really lucky with the weather. Anyway, it was really fun. Um, and that's when we first met. And Bridget yeah. had, was, because um, I said, oh, I've never worked with Rob. And she was like, oh! <gasps> I mean, you never work with Rob. I went, I've literally just said that, Bridget. She was like, oh my God, Rob's brilliant. He's so funny, he's hilarious. You're going to love it. Well, I've been watching your clips and online and you are brilliant. You are brilliant. Yeah. Loved it. It's funny, isn't it? Like, I, I think maybe I read in an interview or something where you were so, talking about online clips and you're like, uh, or maybe you were speaking to someone saying, uh, I knew I wasn't insane thinking that I was good at what I'm, what I'm doing. <laughs> and like, I feel like that. I'm like, Jesus, come on! Like well, I've, been, I've been doing it for since two thousand and seven now, and it's just like I'm ready. But I was ready when I did my first show in like two thousand and twelve. I was like, okay, I've written an hour, like TV, radio, let's go. And yeah, yeah. It, it's just like long, taking it. It can be a long journey. But I think that's it, and I prefer it to be like that. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's what, must... that's what I tell myself. Well, that's what. I, it's not a race. That's the problem. We've got to remind ourselves it's not a race. Yeah. How did you come to start doing it? Um, I was working in advertising uh-huh. as like a copywriter and art director, and then uh, I was getting so frustrated with it. It was I, I just like having funny ideas, and I thought, oh, that maybe advertising. Like yeah. some, every now and again, you say, like I didn't when I, I graduated, I did a degree in graphic design, and then 
I was like, I, I thought, oh, I'm having these funny ideas, and I was just going like, what can I do with right. with my? I don't know where to put put myself in in life in general. Yeah. And then I got into advertising, and then the creative director said, um, I'm doing a poetry night, uh, and I'd been writing some stuff like in notebooks like this. Uh, just I've been writing stuff down like because I was getting so frustrated with advertising, like it's almost a perfect job for someone who wants to be creative. Yeah. But then I was just taking my frustration out on these books where I felt so free in the, like my notebooks and I've been writing and down this mad stuff. And then I said, oh, well, I've been writing some stuff down in my notebook. Um, and the creative director said, well, I'm having a fireworks party and I'm, <laughs> there's going to be some poetry. Do you want to come and do it? What? Oh, wow. Unusual. That's so that a... was my first ever gig, and I started doing poetry gigs. And that wasn't with a view to stand up. That was poetry. It was sp- spoken words. Yeah, stuff. it's just poetry, but stuff like but funny, yeah, he- like, irreverent stuff. It's just I d- it's not basically. I wrote it down, and every word really, really matters. Which it, it doesn't stand up as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and it and I was just like, I just want to say this. Where can I possibly go to do it? So I did that gig, and some of it went all right. And yeah. I, the best, my favorite responses was when people were laughing because like oh right that means something yeah 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 and then um and then I started going to like open mic poetry nights and saying stuff like Francis Bacon and Kevin Bacon are the rushers from a very talented pig and and then they're they're like is that it I'm like yeah yeah and like all right sit down but it is I can see that attraction to I can see advertising because it's a kind of pleasure of brevity, isn't it? It's yeah. like that kind of haiku brain where you're like, it's a very careful equation and each piece matters. And I suppose that's true in advertising. It's true in poetry. It's true in joke, jo- true in joke telling. It's yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I can see that attraction. Absolutely. Just uh, having the idea for whether it's an idea for a joke or something yeah. like that. Like, I remember one time we had this, um, we were pitching for the business of uh, sun-made raisins you know, like the little boxes yeah. of red raisins. That We're parents, have, we know uh, those. Having their <laughs> yep. And um, I had this idea that was like, all right, we were pitching and had to do a poster campaign that was going to go in like bush shelters or whatever. Uh-huh. And I came up with a poster idea that was like a, just a graphic and it was like a finger going towards a, like a cartoon of like a, the back of a cat and it like, had its tail up and its <laughs> anus out right? and the finger going towards the bum. And then, and then, um, and then, in the corner, there was a pack of raisins, and then the tagline was like, uh, "Sun-made raisins where little fingers ought to be." <laughs> and, did uh, they pick it up? No, did they? Oh, like, this was it, like, cowards! But it's the same with like the creative director would just be like, "What?" And, yeah. and that happens to me now at, at stand-up when every now and again, you know, you get a gig and people are just like. What? Yeah. What oh, is, yeah. What are you yeah, on about? Yeah, yeah. That happened. This guy kept on saying what over and over again. I was like, <laughs> no, you're not meant to say that. Like, just like, please laugh. Or yeah, yeah. Keep just your go mouth with shut. it. I know what you're saying is like, if I can go and go, God, I hope these people don't hate me. Mm. But also, there's a purity to it that means that when you find your audience, you've got them forever because they love exclusively what you do because no one else is doing what you do. But, Whereas there's loads of people doing the same old shit that, that we, we do. do. <laughs> Listen, we should do your photos, which I love, by the way. They're really lovely. Oh, that picture, that, that, the first picture. Can we talk about that, please? This is the cutest. <laughs> it's so cute. It's almost like you cherubic. 
It I doesn't. Mean, you say you come from advertising. That looks like an advert for it, it, like mother care in this sort of. It almost looks like it's been painted, doesn't it? it doesn't, yes, I can't believe the light like, and everything. If you were an advertiser, you'd be like that kid. Can we get him? Let's get that kid. Let's get that kid in for the Pampers. <laughs> How old are you there? Um, two. Oh, you oh, are very adorable. Cute. I think. And I love your little but, shorts. But that's like that's one of the ones that um is yeah, my mum had a, you know as everyone film camera you know so it takes a yeah yeah it, it's got it's like soft around the edges in it but I, I don't know I like that photograph because I can kind of relate to myself there I really like looking at my mum having like the, the dirty trainers there because mm. it made me especially look at it and think like how old my mum was there and she was probably about 31 right they bought like some land they didn't have much money but they got like this plot of land that was only sm- small and built a house on it oh, that's that's but mad they, but did they move out to the country and build that house for you for to build a life for you like we're having a family let's give this kid a, a rural life. house to himself well no but like a rural life or no I, um they grew up just outside like in, in york and in a bridlington just uh new york and um I don't think so. Me and my sister, I think they just wanted to be like, yeah, let's have a, let's have, yeah, go and go to a village. And I mean, I loved where I grew up in, in Barnby Moor. Did it give you a lot of freedom? You could just do what you yeah, want? Yeah, I just loved it because. Did you, what, did, were you, did you have neighbours? Were you close to other families or other yeah, there was a, there was a gang of us like, we, me and my friends would just meet at the corner shop at half past six every night and then go and play football up at the playing fields. Pretty much every night, and then on the, on the um, school holidays, meet at ten o'clock at the corner shop every oh, I day. Wish life was still like that. I wish my kids did that. I don't know if it's because we're urban, like it's city, so people just don't do mm. that so much. Did you stay in the village till like what you left yeah, home? Yeah, well, this was it. It's, I had kind of a, a gradual exposure to like the the wider world. I think so. The my first big thing was I remember getting the bus from Barnby Moor into York. Yeah. And um, on, on my own, with, and then meeting some of my friends there, or they would get on at the next village, and I was like, whoa, this feels massive. Mm-hmm. And then going to York College. Right. And uh, did um, an art foundation course there, and then went to university in Newcastle, which is kind of quite an intimate city but it's got a bit of cityness about it yeah but especially like going to uni there was an absolute riot you know and then so that it went york newcastle and then down to london what took you down to london Work. um yeah just like oh me and my mates we did graphic design and then was like okay let's go down to london and try and get into graphic design and then they we were all living in a big house and then they all started to get jobs and i was like <laughs> What am I doing? I'm going to get one of those. Oh, that, is, that, is the, that is the classic response. They also had to get jobs. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just mad. Where was this house? Uh, well, this was a thing like, it was in, I saw a documentary about um, gun crime in, in London. And I said, look, it was all set in Tottenham. And I said, look, I want to live That's anywhere, I want to but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to live anywhere. And they said, no, no, don't worry. We're living in Wood Green. And I was like, oh, that sounds nice. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Wood Green is nowhere near Tottenham. No, but, no, no. And then I got off and then I got off at Wood Green and then got a bus to like Broadwater Road, yeah. <laughs> Recently. 
before we get into that chat, because I do, we missed a, we, we do this. A photo. This is what happens. We get no, chatting I, and then we skip a photo. Because I, I like this lava lamp. Right? I love the lava oh, lamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the lava lamp and I love the message along with it. So talk us, talk us through. So that was um, a photograph on Christmas morning, <laughs> and that's me and my sister. And um, it was uh, basically it's a photograph of us. Uh, looking at a lava lamp on Christmas Day morning, and we're both there. Look and at we're, your face, we're, we're you're both, mesmerised. We've both got a cup of tea, and we're just there standing and watching a lava lamp, like waiting for it to explode. Yeah. And I, I think why I like that photograph is that the fact that it got taken, like by my mum, she must have gone, got to get a photo of this. Yeah. Look, at, look, look at these kids looking at this lava lamp. And then she's like, all right, kids, yeah. Yeah, lava lamp's hit then. Uh, just a bit. Do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> While you're waiting for that to explode. Yes, please. Cup you, of tea and a lava lamp. As a parent, you'd feel like you smashed it. Like, if your two kids were just staring at a lava lamp, having a cup of tea, you'd be like, I've smashed parenting. Can you still buy them? Yes, you can. of course I, yeah, you yeah, yeah. can. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, that's. I think I, Frank Kelsey had a lava lamp. We've had a lava lamp Christmas. I think my boys would love a lava lamp. Oh, God. Get it in. That's not an epiphany you want on the 9th of January, is it, babe? No, God. <laughs> It's a bit late, isn't it? <laughs> Next year. That's the thing about Christmas. Always comes be around. 10. It'll be the perfect age. Yes. But what else I like that, about that photo is like there's there's like little like hints to what period it is because there's like a super soaker on top of the cupboard. You What's can that? just see. Oh, yeah. It's a water pistol that had a, like a, a, a fluorescent yellow uh, canister on the top of it. You can only right. see a tiny bit of it. And then, right. and then there's like a pendant from... Um, the Phoenix Suns, which was a the basketball team, just because in York a basketball shop opened up. And right. I've never played basketball in my life, but I remember I always wanted a Spalding basketball that were, you know, like the yeah, classic yeah. American yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at that. That looks amazing. But they were too expensive and I never had one. Never played basketball, <laughs> really. But So your mum bought you a... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then hanging down from it is like a tag from my kicker's shoes. And it was like, oh, get, I went through a kicker's Get phase. that on the wall. That comes round, and it, kickers? So yeah. what, what era is this? That's like probably 95, maybe? Oh, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, because I did kickers in the 80s. That was like, it, it comes back round. Kickers were like 80, late 80s. I painted mine. I had like leather I, paint, I and I, I had all paint. I never did had you? them. Yeah. I thought they looked like... Well, you maybe just missed that window. No, I didn't miss it. They were there. They were kickers, and they were wallabies. And I was like, I'm not having, I'm not wearing those, so look. Ridiculous. Good for you. Did you, you re- did you regret painting them or not? No, I loved them. Did I you? did them pink and green and I grew like a daisy, a, a, a daisy flower on the... Everyone on was... The, yeah, everyone was... Don't say it like everyone that. Everyone was putting so daisy. about my choices. Because literally your oh, choices... You were so cool. Tro- you didn't A, not have kickers and painted them with a daisy. Oh. In my school, Rob, no yeah. one else had a daisy. Don't they? <laughs> no. Because people do that stuff to their shoes and regret it, don't they? You know, like popping the bubble in your... Like Air Max. Or oh, that is that thing? thing? Uh, what happens when you pop it? I thought, I mean, yeah, maybe it was just a form of bullying at our school. Oh, uh, like so you Going around it. with a compass and popping the people's no. Well, I was going to ask you, now that we're talking about slightly breaking things up to see how they work, did you ever smash up that lava lamp? Because no, that, I still got it. I mean, you could say, so is this pre the internet in terms of... <laughs> Yeah. Like in terms of something it to do. It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like olden worldy times where kids stared at lava lamps. Yeah, and then the I mean, I, I mean, this is well trodden path, but I am, I am thankful that I grew up in a time pre-internet. Me too. It's mad, though, isn't it, to think that we lived in a time. 
before like such a massive technological yeah. advancement. It's mad. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. And also, like, I don't you remember. I remember having a conversation, and this was probably when I was in my third year at university, and we got offered to get a an email address, and I went, nah. <laughs> That'll never catch up. I was like, oh, if you want to contact me, just phone me. I'm not like it. Who's going to, who am I going to, and also in my head, I was like, who am I emailing? Yeah. And, and my brother got an email address and he was at University at Staffordshire Uni and he went, please get an email address because he was really excited about it. And then we can email. So for ages, I had an email address and the only person I emailed was my brother. But that's how everything starts. It was, but it, I, I just had this very clear memory of going, it'll never catch on. Funny, yeah. isn't it? So I can bizarre. remember sitting in green rooms, uh, comedy green rooms, early on with social media, and a lot of maybe the just slightly older comics being really anti it. Like it, it's it. it they were so dismissive of it. it. It repulsed them. There was a repulsion, and it was like that will never catch on. It's like it. It very much is going to catch on. Yeah. And I would get on board because you're going to get left behind. Yeah. And they really. all got on board. Yeah. It's a board. funny thing. You do have to come round to it in the end. But before Absolutely. that. They were lava lamps. Um, so when you were a kid, what sort of kid were you? Were you a kid I that liked making people laugh? Were you an? In- were you the classic introvert? Who were you? I think. I don't think I was introverted. I think I was quite well behaved. Right. Conscientious. Oh, um, a lovely a good lad. boy. I think a good boy. Yeah. I, I remember once I got the bus. You know, when you'd like one of your mates had come back to your house from school, they were like, oh, you're coming around to my house to play tonight or something yeah. like that. You get the bus back. And then um, my mate who was coming around to my house, um, one of the people who lived in the village was like, oh, what's Rob like in class? And my mate went, oh, he's, fu- he's funny. And I was like, oh. what? <laughs> well, you I didn't do it so. intentionally. I didn't know that you were funny. Well, I, don't, I still don't know if I was very funny. I remember, I mean, my first... You weren't trying to be funny. I wasn't. The first the first time I ever, I think, I made people laugh was when I had the Harry Enfield and Chums DV, no, video. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was in like the yellow cover with Kevin the Teenager on the front. And the good thing about video back then was like, you, I got it as soon as it came out. And um, I saw the episodes before my friends did. So... They were com- the the episodes were coming and they were like, oh yeah, did you see it last night? I'm like, yeah, you wait until Perry gets back from Manchester. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and you were right. I, I know, and, and then I was doing like impressions of um, Perry coming back from Manchester in, yeah. in the classroom, and then they were like, what? I think they I think they were laughing. But <laughs> but that's the beginning of performing. That that was yeah. yeah. And then and, and I carried that that. When I really started performing was like when I was doing my presentations at university. Which was what? I was doing graphic design and then like I realised that if I made the PowerPoint presentations slightly more funny, right? people would laugh. So and like, engage. Yeah, yeah, engage, that's it, innit? We, we had to like present our work at the end of every six weeks and you had like a seminar room, I don't know, like rows of chairs, whatever. Not many, like maybe 60, 70 people. Yeah. So I remember the first time I was doing it's that. Quite I was, a lot of people. It is. I was absolutely bricking it. Yeah. And then, so, and I think it was like my first one was really dry and it was just rubbish. And then towards as university went on, I was like, by the end of it, I was doing like using animation to have like, I did an impression of like James Earl Jones's voice. <laughs> 
uh, and then do like animate the mouths and go, hey, hey everybody, this is Rob's Wolf from this. T-. Like, not a very yeah. good impression, but like trying to make just add layers to it. Yeah, going, yeah. Like, and were other people doing that? Was it like, oh, hang on, these these talks will be better if if I think about them in a more performative way, or were other people just doing them dry? I think that as as time went on, when you do something more and you get used to being in front of people, it's like, well, you can the freedom kind of reveals itself. Yeah. Of going, well, there's, there doesn't seem to be that many rules here. Let's just do this. Yeah. And I think that's the same with stand-up, isn't it, really? Where you're like, first of all, you're kind of like bricking it like, oh, what can I do? What can't I do? And then you realise that after your gig, life goes on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why was I so scared of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you started in advertising and one of the things, because my friend is a copywriter and one of the things I find interesting about people who are copywriters is the amount of ideas that you're expected to come up with. Like, is that, do you find that? I think it depends really. It's difficult, isn't it? Like, that's why I found advertising quite difficult because you're trying to, it's like problem solving. Like, here's the problem. Yeah. you got to try and come up with something, whereas... And I think that that was good because it made me realise that I wanted to be free and like my own own boss and be like just to answer to myself of going, just trying to keep myself excited. And, and I think that's the thing with like jotting stuff down. It's like trying to capture that excitement that comes to you. When that like, childlike thing. Yeah, yeah. of going, um, oh, that piqued my interest I really like Rick Rubin you know the record producer and he's always he's like you've got to w- look out for what piques your interest yeah. even if it's just like seeing someone on a train acting in a way like write it down because right. that's the stuff that kind of it's the juicy stuff it is mm. oh my god this is such a vision fucking hell man fuck me so there you go, there you go. <laughs> That is a photo of me flyering for my first show at the Edinburgh Fringe that was called The Yellow Show. And it, okay. was, it was a show that was just all about the colour yellow. So, you know, we're talking about ideas. And Please I was tell like, me you didn't play Coldplay. No, I didn't. I played, I played, <laughs> it, was, that, it was the yellow submarine. I played the yellow submarine on Excellent repeat. Excellent choice. Um, um, as people were coming in. Had you gone prior to this? Yeah, I went in 2009 and did a show. It was a four-hander called The Big Comedy Breakfast. Yeah. It oh. was in the Apex Hotel on the so Grass So they're like market. the zone or the big value. Or, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That must have been a tricky... What's, when you, what time was it again? Uh, half 11. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, God. What was that like? It was, it was really tough, but the best thing about it was is that my, my biggest memory from that is um, I was flying on the grass market every day I'd go out at like half past nine and... Um, when you're hungover. Yeah, and like pissing down or whatever. And um, on the last day of the festival, I went into the Last Drop pub that's oh, yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. And um, I went in and just said, oh, I can have a lemonade, please, whatever. And the, the barman said, oh, shake my hand. I was like, what? He went, you've been out there every day flying in all weathers. He was like, well done. And I thought, oh, uh, great. You know, yeah. and I thought I felt that made me feel really proud of myself. Yeah, yeah. And I right thought so. I must have done, must have done it. I must have done. I, I don't know. It just made me feel like I put in some work. Yeah, not, you did. Like, and we we didn't. You know, not nothing came of it, but it it made me want to go back up there. Yeah, and then that in that in that photo, that's the show from my first uh, one, and I I was like, no one was coming to see the show, or I, I was like, fully. 
I knew that I was going to have to do some yeah. firing you, to get them in. People will come, will no, they? No, exactly. So I, I was like, it's called The Yellow Show. It's a show about the colour yellow. I'm going to get a paddling pool. <laughs> I'm going to have a, a swimming noodle thing. I cut a slice in the end with a Stanley, Stanley knife, <laughs> put a flyer in, and I was like fishing it out to people. And people would take the flyer, and they they some people found the flyering technique funny instead of me just going, free show. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then one day a lady came up to me, and she was like, she put five pound in my um rubber paddling <laughs> pole and she was like you've made my day and i was like oh so it was it was just stuff like that, that that's in, the spirit of the festival it encouraged me yeah and i think it's important to feel encouraged and it's yeah, like definitely. like you go oh well i must be doing something but also right. as well if you go up to edinburgh thinking right i'm gonna get a radio show blah 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 and i'm gonna get a top agent da, 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 da. that isn't what the festival was built on it was meant to be a, a playful, creative environment for people to try ideas. For you to grow as for a you comedian. To grow. And that doesn't just mean in the gig, in the room. Like you say, it can be in a paddling pool on the street. And yeah. it's like people are performing everywhere and you harness the spirit of that and it, it yeah. was what you wanted and what you got out of it. Absolutely. And it just, uh, doing it every day, you mean. It just... But my favourite thing about that photo is the person in the background is my dad you can't see him because i chopped his head off because he doesn't really like being in photos <laughs> right on social media so but he came up to the festival yeah him and my mum and dad and and it, he's he's smiling and i think i love it because he's looking at me kind of going like <laughs> you're doing something and i think he, he was proud of me because i was doing it and i was doing it i with can conviction. relate to that as a parent I think that's lovely. And like you saying earlier about you reflecting on your mum and the age she is in her shoes and whatever, it's like you, you're you seeing yourself through the eyes of your parents mm. sometimes. And you can't, you're right, your parents are all just happy that you're engaged with something. They don't care if you're, what you're doing. They're just like, well, he might be sitting in a paddling pool with, in Scotland, sort of peddling his ideas, but he is engaged. Mm. I want to go on to the next photo because I feel like, and I don't like having favourites, but this might be one of my most favourite photographs Fucking we've hell, had mate. in the show so far. This really on? does go, we had Carl Donnelly yeah, in a suit and that. this is up there. So talk to us about this haircut. <laughs> <laughs> talk is it, us is it a lockdown haircut? No, no. Bob, when lockdown. this was being cut, did you not think to say, stop. mate, stop? No, I... I thought that I would be able to wash my that haircut away. Like, did you think it was going to grow? You know, sometimes when you're having your haircut, you're like, I can sort this out. I'll style it out. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was. I, I was looking at myself. I was like, yeah, it looks bad now, but it'll be fine when it get home. And then I was like, and then it didn't change. I was like, yeah, this is bad. And I, I it's just bad. the worst. It's really the worst bad. thing was is that it, <laughs> it was in later. It was in um, late Leighton, and it, I went to like just the guy at the end of the road, and it was it was like a fiver. Mm. And I'd, I had quite long that, hair before that. Was that was your first red flag. And and um, <laughs> I said, oh, can I just have a trim? And then he <laughs> did I that. Fuck. Did that was a, a trim? Did you put a bulb <laughs> yeah, yeah, over yeah, your yeah. head? What no, 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 no. It's did mad, he look panicked while he was doing it? No, ah, he was fine. He, he was he a barber? And he was like, I, I, he's not used to longer hair. And he I went, think so. Did I'll you just... have that facial expression through the whole experience? I think that I think because it's I definitely don't. conveying like this isn't going according to plan. And, uh, that I mean, it's kind of what what's happening. I've it's got no, no idea. longer a haircut, Rob. It's a hat. <laughs> but the I, do you know what? When I put that on Facebook, it was back in the days of Facebook. That was one of the most memorable days on <laughs> because people were getting in touch with me, being like, "I'm crying on the bus at, at your haircut." 
And then I'd get like comments like, um, what was the comment was like, um, definitely the sort of photograph under which a caption might conclude before turning the gun on himself. <laughs> And like, and then another one like, doth thou playeth the lute, sire, and just like, <laughs> brother Cadfile and all this so stuff. So you got a lot of joy back from posting that. I did, that. yeah. <laughs> Even though I showed it to someone and they were laughing at it and then they, they put it as their screensaver on their phone. <laughs> so really, it was more than worth a five of that haircut. Yeah, but then... The, I, the joy it's given people. I went back it's the to gift the same... Well, it, the next photo was going to be the, another bad haircut. It's pretty much, I went back to, stupidly, I went back to the same person and they did the same one. Rob, why did you go back after they'd given because you Because he got so much out of it, he wanted it again. No, but I, that's, I that's that a one-off. You can't have that again. And then to go back and get it again, Rob, that is... There's so much going on. It's got a co- sort of um, Plantagenet sort of vibe, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. A kind of um, medieval... I can't ima- yeah. imagine you with a loot, actually. <laughs> but I'll, I'll send you the, the next one as well. Of the 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 one because I took the a sequel. photo of that one as well the sequel. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to say I went back to that barber's and that guy was gone because he lost his <laughs> no, job. I can no, totally no, imagine no, no, that no, no. you could have like just cut, you know, like shaved a a bald patch in the middle of your head and you would have made a great fry tuck. <laughs> there is nothing like a bad haircut. I mean, it, I I don't know if it's the same for blokes, but for women, it's like it's it goes deep. I mean, I've, I can remember when I've had some bad haircuts and I've dreamed about it and I've pulled on my hair and I've googled how long does it take for hair to grow. You know, when you're and you're like pulling and I talk, I remember once having a bad haircut and just talking and talking and talking about it until Ben was like, just shut the fuck up, just shut the fuck up about that haircut. It's just not that big a deal. And I was like, what about if I grow it back? What about if I comb it to the side? I'm just so obsessed with it. Obsessed. Yeah, but if you get a fringe like that, there's nothing you can do There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. You could sweep it back. You could have brill creamed it. Yeah. I mean, there are things you could do. Also, he could have just done a number one, done a buzz cut. You could have buzz cut it. You were leaning into that for comedic, oh, oh, Yeah, I think I was. Right? <laughs> you I were th- just enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I think, but the good thing was, is like, it it made me uh, want to <laughs> Go into make comedy. people laugh. Yeah, <laughs> just like, I don't mind being the butt of the joke. And your face as well. You, that is peak deadpan. I really wish you'd grown like a moustache with that hair. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that with a tash. That would have been... So good. Yeah, it is. It's the stare. It's the ten yard stare. It's the it's the face of a man that is given up. And I'm, <laughs> I think I, it's it's just like disbelief. And I think I've got that in that first photo as well of like with when I was a toddler. I'm just do you like, know what you do. Have what a am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? Just like getting over the shock of a being born and b a bad haircut. I love it. That is definitely a favourite. I think we know which was going to be the cover photo of. Uh, <laughs> of this particular episode. Talk to us about this next one. The, well, I was going through my phone um, of photographs that I'd taken to see which ones um, I could talk about with this. And this was a recent photo that I took of when I was doing my tax return and 
Every now and again, I don't know if you get this, but when you're doing your tax return, it makes you retrace your steps. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, I remember going and buying that sandwich yeah, in yeah. Bristol or whatever. Yeah. It's quite zen. Yeah. It takes you to every beat, every it, moment. It does. <laughs> but with this one, I think that there's, when, you, when you're locked in, like I can't have any emotion when I'm doing my tax return, apart no. from like, just try, yeah, just try to be as clinical as you can. And then I saw these two transactions, which was going to Nando's, and then the next one was Ben and Jerry's. And then that was a night in, um, at the start of last year when that was like the last night that was out with my friend Gareth who, yeah. who died. And I was like, whoa. Uh, and it just made, it made mm. me think of that. And it was, it just took me off guard. Yeah, which it would. Like, yeah. and, you, and, and, and I just thought it was important to have that in because it remind it, it just made me think like, um, I don't know, like a photo of that next to a photo of something else. It's yeah. just like this. How do we access these yeah, moments? Yeah, and just life in general, how stuff can be slapped next to each other. It's like, right, you're doing your tax return and then you've got this like, bang, and then you've got this emotion, then you've mm. got this. It's just like this chaos and we're yeah. just meant to go, oh yeah, I'm perf perfectly fine actually. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, there's something about admin that can bring like just... I don't know, grief into focus. I remember when my granny was in hospital and me and my mum were going to see her and we were driving and um, mum was on the hands-free, whatever, on the, and she found the hairdressers and she was like, I'm going to have to cancel my mum's hair appointment for next week to the hairdresser. And Kay, the hairdresser, said, oh, I'll just book her in for next week, shall I? And my mum was like, she's, she's not going to be coming in mm -hmm. again. And that was just something that, it, it was just like an arrow to the head yeah. of just like the admin of like having to sort out hair appointments and stuff like that. And it's just like, boom. Mm. And it was just, yeah, it's just mad. But it's, the, it's those things, isn't it, that I think bring grief into such sharp focus. It's like those everyday things that you do or have done and will continue to do because we're all still alive that remind us, you know, of people that we love and that, that, that we've lost. It's the banality of admin. It's the stop all the clocks thing, it's isn't it? It's like, I don't want this fucking banality yeah. to be juxtaposed with this tsunami of, of emotion. emotion. Yeah. The contrast that we go through mm. every day of like seeing something like living in London, just being in the mixing pot of everything, seeing all these different things taking place at the same time of like, Everything is going on in this city now. Like people are being born, people are dying. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, it's just like right. Hold and everything you have to on. hold. Yeah. You have to slow down. Hold moments. That you know. That's what I do like about this podcast is it just forces people to just hold literal moments. You know, and see images. And I suppose that's what everyone's trying. Because especially now, it's not just London. It's just life. You know, like the fact that social media and the speed, and we all haven't got the bandwidth. <laughs> to cope with how much we're exposed to. So you have to just slow down and hold memories, hold them close and breathe with that grief and be with it. And, mm, absolutely. You know, not... And also, this is a particularly bad photograph as well, Rob, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you went to Holland and Barrett as well, though, because you did sort of like cancel out Ben and Jerry's with a <laughs> What's your next photograph? That's it. Oh, no, we no, no. haven't done it. I'm so sorry. No, I want to know about this. 
wedding picture. This is a photograph that was taken after my wife's speech at our wedding. Oh, really? <laughs> wow, that yes. is... I, that's what I want after every time I do public speaking. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like Mardi Gras. <laughs> people are losing their minds. People what are going did she crazy. say? Oh, no, this is it. It was just like a, such a force of love from those people for her and just like, I just thought I'd include it because it was just... I don't know, it was just like such a magic moment. And I think, you know, when you stand up on stage, that's kind of, I'm not saying, I mean, straight after that speech, Vic was like, wow, is that what it feels like when you do a show? I was like, no, I I wish. But, um, you know, standing ovation of people all in tears. What did she say? What did she say? I think just, I think the, the thing about Victoria is that She's so, just has the ability to have an instant impact on people and I think make them feel a bit better. And like, she, she, she's on talking terms with the guy in Lidl at the self-service checkout. Like, they you know, they have, they took, they, yeah, and it's just like, I am so far away from that. And like, <laughs> all, all the people on the street, like, she knows all the people. I'm like, and I know why, because she, she gives people, I don't know, like a lift. Yeah. Like, like, and you know that thing of you get what you give out. Yeah. So I walk around little with a face like a slapped ass and I'm like, why is that cashier not being very nice to me? <laughs> and, and, that, and the reason is, is because, well... They because think you I, hate them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't hate them, but sometimes I was like, I... Like they feel so like well I've got it written down here. Um, they feel that like I'm miserable, and then that they give to me what I give to them, and I th- I think sometimes. Well, Victoria has definitely made me like less fearful of being nice to people, uh-huh. like giving you know giving yourself. I'm like I'm, I want to tr- try to be nice to people. But I'm I'm scared of that sometimes. Do you well, know what I mean? It makes you feel like, like you're being a bit. I don't know. Like you're having to drop some barrier or something. Yeah. So you're a bit more vulnerable, maybe. I don't know. Why yeah. is she like it? Is she? Is it something she's always had, or she's worked on it? I or? think it just comes naturally. All yeah, right. But I think that it, I, just, I just have that feeling of like if we if somehow you find yourself found yourself on an alien planet, and then you came you were miles away for ages and ages and ages, and then you brought one of the aliens back, and you're like you're on the Victoria line. And, and they're going, why are, why are people not talking to each other then if this is the only place in the universe where you exist? And like, well, I don't know. There's too many of us. Exactly. And it's, it's impossible. Yes. And you've got to make the most of the people that you do get to meet, right? And this is something you've felt more since she's been in your life. This is like a... I think so, definitely. Is this your last picture? Yeah. Is these are real Northern Nights? Yeah. Where are you? Iceland. Oh. Yeah. You've been? I, I have been, yeah. I've, I've gigged there. I've seen the Have you? Nights. Yeah. What was that Years like? ago, it was great. Years, I didn't see the Northern Nights, unfortunately, but years ago, I got a very last minute booking because someone pulled out of a Reykjavik comedy festival and I just stepped in. Wow. And I remember being really nervous because I was like language barrier, blah, blah, blah. And I haven't done loads of international gigs and they all speak better English than most people in this <laughs> yeah. country. Yeah. And it was absolutely brilliant. 
I had such a lovely time. I bet. It's a magical place, isn't it? Really magical, yeah. That's was you word. on holiday or working? Holiday. Oh, wow. Where yeah. was this? That was uh, last year. I've never seen um, such a clear yeah. uh, You were lucky to see them at all. Let really get a lucky. That's quite unusual to get a picture of that. But the, we were coming back from this, the Blue Lagoon. Did you go there? Yes. <laughs> we were coming back from there. That was in the news recently. I think it, it was. shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, the, the volcano was going to take it over. I right. don't know if it's... If it did or not, but the we were lucky. Like the bus driver who was taking us uh, back this coach trip said, yeah. oh, "I'm going to pull over here because we'll get a good view of them." But the thing is with the Northern Lights is like they don't look like that in real life. Oh, it's, so the picture picks something up? Absolutely. You, right. So you look at it through once you look at it through your camera, it the all the greens are massively enhanced. Yeah, it's kind of a bit more. It's, it's We're back st- to the lava lamp. Still amazing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a giant lava yeah, lamp. <laughs> but that was God. It was it was just was it extraordinary? It was amazing. And the reason I like that photo is that I put that on Facebook as well, and someone said, um, <laughs> "You get what you give," and I was like, "I don't know what he meant by that." But what I took from it was, I've been working really hard for really a really long time, and I've been doing. I've, I think I've written some shows that I'm really proud of and like given myself some magical moments in shows and stuff like that. And I think the thing with comedy is like, you've got to really think about, I've had, I've got memories for life from some of those gigs and hopefully some of the people who've come as well. And like, I think that like, I don't have much money, but went to Iceland and the Northern Lights came out for us Mm. and, and no matter how much money you've got, you can't go to Iceland and make the Northern Lights. Come <laughs> no, on. no, you're right. It doesn't and matter. It's like you know, people will spend thousands going there and they and not exactly, see them. Yeah, see the Kardashians them. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't come for it. You know? Like, yeah. But, Turn them on. <laughs> make them work. <laughs> it's like that movie. Um, is it with um that was on uh, uh, the Triangle of um, Sadness? Triangle of Sadness. Where oh yeah. <laughs> Can you clean the sails? They were all dirty. It's like, this is a (laughs) petrol pan. That was great film. Um, Yeah, it was really good. But yeah, it's such a beautiful photo, Rob. And you do look blissed out in it. Your face is It was absolutely blissed out. And um, there was something about Iceland. You look like Jesus. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) It's got a Jesus I'll say that. Well, thank you so much. Those are so great, those pictures. Rob, do you want to talk Thanks to us about me. the... Um, so if people want to hear more from you, like your pod, or, or where can they... Give us some social media handles. Um, I'm doing a daily... The daily podcast is back now, so I'm doing that every day. That's Brilliant. called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Rob Orton, A-U-T-O-N, and I've got a website, roborton.co.uk. And gigging, touring, what's this year? I'm doing a tour. Well, let's promote the bloody tour, Rob. Come I mean, on. I'm doing a tour. Starting at Soho Theatre. When? It's 22nd of January, is it? Right, so it's this month. So um, that's, I don't know. Okay. If and you're going all over the country? All over. Brilliant. I'm going, I'm going I'm everywhere. Please. I'm coming go, to Soho. Go see Rob Orton's show, for the love of God. Do yourself a favour. You will not be disappointed because he's absolutely brilliant. And you can go to your website as well, I imagine. Yeah, they have ticket links on there. Um, but thanks so much for having me. Oh. I feel like it, I feel like, uh, kind of, cause I spend so much time during the day on my own. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's so yeah, lonely it's... comedy, man. That's why we do podcasts. It's just to Just so we out. can see our friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Pretty one of the one of the only reasons we're doing this. Because it used to be green rooms, but now, now it's podcasts. <laughs>